to the Kerygma Chronicles, a podcast about creating an empowered ministerial identity and developing the confidence to fully step into God's vision for your life and your ministry. Each week, we'll discuss the highs and lows of ministry shared through the stories of dynamic ministry leaders and my own experiences. I am your host, Dr. Natasha Jameson Gadsden. Hey, what's good, everybody? Happy Saturday. Um, I took a break last week because I just I just needed a week. I needed a break. But I'm back and we're ready to roll. We've made it into the end of October. And let me tell you, I am completely and utterly grateful because when we think back to the beginning of the summer, um, to the spring, when all of this pandemic craziness started, I don't think any of us could imagine what our lives would be down the road, even down to October. But look at us. We've made it. We have adapted. We have adjusted. Some of us, most of us, hopefully have used this time wisely um, to create some things, to start some things like this podcast, and even to take time to rest, to stop, to sit in stillness, to align ourselves with the will of God. Amen, somebody. Um, Because most of us, a lot of us have been moving so fast that we couldn't slow down enough to even find out what the will of God is for our lives. We're always on the go. So I'm thankful. I'm thankful that we made it to the end of October. We're about to roll into the holiday season. And listen, I'm getting ready to put my tree up this weekend. Yes, you can talk about me if you like, but tomorrow, as soon as I get home from church, I'm going to start pulling out all the stuff for my tree and at least put up the tree that goes in the living room in here in the living room where I'm sitting right now. Uh, We'll get to the family room at some point. But why am I putting up my tree so early? I'm putting up my tree early because I love Christmas. I love Christmas time. I love that holiday season. And normally I wait until after Thanksgiving. But quite frankly, we've had quite the year and my tree makes me happy. It reminds me of what is possible for my life. It gives me joy. So why shouldn't I take that in for two whole months since I have to go through all of the trouble of getting it up? pulling out the decorations, decorating the tree, making sure it's just right. So I'm going to do it. I'm going to walk in my artistic ability, at least to the extent that I think it is anyway, and um, decorate my tree, make it a masterful creation and enjoy it for a whole two months and maybe even longer. I may leave my tree up until, uh, what is it? January 6th is the day of Epiphany. So yes, I may just do that. I don't know, but I know what's going up this weekend. I think we can all use a little bit more joy in our lives wherever we can get it and wherever we can snatch it. But so speaking of joy and walking in our creative and artistic uh, gifts and listen, our birthright as believers, I want to talk about starting stuff 
and keeping stuff going. So this week, I want to talk about um, something I always used to say in the early part of my ministry. Uh, it was actually a hashtag that I used, or let me say it like this. It was a tagline that I used before hashtags became an everyday part of our existence. And I always used to close out my videos or my posts on my blog saying, write your life and live it. Because I firmly believed then, and I believe now, um, and I regularly espouse that we have to be active participants in creating the life that we want to live. We have to be willing to get up, get active and co-create with the Lord. Once we have discerned God's will for our lives, we have to take part in making that happen. And so every post, every video like this that I would put on my website, I would end it by saying, write your life and live it. So a few weeks ago, when my friend, Minister Tana Abraham had her conference, her Woman on Purpose conference, I started digging through old materials because I knew I wanted to teach on something um, in particular. And what I had chosen, what I knew I had already done a series that was related way back when, years and years ago on my website, on, on, on my blog. And so I started digging through materials and going through old videos and reading old blog posts. And I was reminded that 12 years ago when I started my blog, my main idea was to document my journey. See, I wasn't anybody. I was nobody. And I knew I was nobody. And that was okay with me. That was the thing about it. I wasn't trying to be anybody. I was trying to grow into this call and assignment that the Lord had placed on my life. And so um, I had the idea to document the journey. And over time, I had enlisted contributing writers. So I had friends come and write guest posts. My sister wrote a guest post. I want to say um, one of the young women, well, she's not so young anymore, but at the time she was heading to college. Now she is um, a powerhouse preacher and first lady, and that's Reverend Sequoia Graham. Uh, she guest posted on my blog. And so I really had a rhythm. I really had a rhythm going. I also had a contributing writer. I had never even met her. I just put out the call and said, hey, I have a blog and I'd like somebody to, I'd like, I'd like contributing voices. And she did just that. She came on and I think she uh, wrote maybe two or three guest Post for me, which is amazing. Now, remember, I am nobody. And you have to remember 12 years ago, the internet and social media and all of that, it wasn't like it was today. There was no Instagram. Facebook wasn't like it is now. Um, I think we might have been on Twitter. I think I might have been on Twitter, right? And so the environment, the online landscape was completely different. Now that doesn't seem like such a feat to have started a blog and have guest posts and all of that. But back then it was, I was just stepping out there and trying stuff. So I not only did that, but I also had a, a woman of purpose um, event, a woman of purpose. I think it was a woman of purpose luncheon. That's what it was. 
or a woman of purpose lunch or whatever it was that I had, but it was an event. Um, I was new here in the house where I live now. And so I rented chairs. Uh, my sister flew into town. My mom flew into town. Uh, my mom uh, bankrolled everything. Bless her. Thank you, mommy. Um, and my sister augmented my vision. I told her what I wanted and I mean, she supersized it and she was cooking and cooking and cooking to the point where I couldn't even get her to stop. But she did these gorgeous floral arrangements. Uh, we went to a wholesale florist that was not, not far from where I live and probably spent about a hundred dollars in fresh florals. So we had all of these floral arrangements all through the house, all of the, all of this food, um, all of these desserts. I mean, it was beautiful. And I asked all of my guests to wear red and gold because at the time those were my brand colors. So I asked everybody to wear red and or gold. Uh, gold. And that was easy because so many of my friends are deltas. So they had closets full of red anyway. <laughs> so it just kind of worked out. Um, and so they came and I used that opportunity to highlight businesses, promotions, um, endeavors, things that they were doing, initiatives that they were starting, things that they were embarking on. We just used it as a time of celebration. And it was amazing. It was like, this was in 2008. So I had just graduated seminary. So I really felt like I was embarking on something. And so I had all of this effort that I put into uh, building this little, little teeny tiny brand. But I tell you what, I was consistent in posting on my website to, for my little audience, my small audience. I had shirts, honey. I had the whole family wearing Kerygma word shirts. Okay. And on the front was my logo. And on the back, it said, write your life and live it. And, um, a, a particular scripture reference. I, and I can't remember if it was, my tongue is the pen of a ready writer, or if it was death and life is in the power of the tongue. I have to look. And of course, I've discarded all the shirts. I think my niece still has one. So when I go by her house, I, I need to ask her to look and see what the back says. But um, I even had my little video series. So if you went on my website for the month of, let's say, October, the video series would be on Find Your Flow, which is what I taught on for the conference. And that's what made me start looking for all of this stuff. But it would be Find Your Flow for that month. And every week there would be some recording related to uh, the widow and her oil and how God used what she already had to bless her. Right. And so then the next month it would be a new series. And I also would have regular updates from the executive desk because the way I had my organization uh, laid out, I was uh, executive director. So I called my spot the executive desk because I had the idea that as it uh, unfolded, then I would have a creative director and different directors for different aspects if I grew it out. And so I had a whole vision. I really did. And I look back at that and I'm like, oh my gosh, why didn't I keep that going? That was a vision that the Lord had given to me. It was something that he birthed in my belly and I didn't keep it going. 
Well, I'll tell you why I didn't keep it going. Around that time I was on, when I started, I was on hiatus between church homes, trying to figure out what I was going to do next. I had been serving in Baltimore. I knew I wanted to serve closer to home. And so I took some time to kind of visit churches and just worship, just hang out, not be on a ministerial staff, just worship. And Soon thereafter, I did find myself on a ministerial staff at my former church home. And what happened was when I got in that environment, I stopped seeing myself as gifted. I stopped seeing myself as chosen. I stopped seeing myself as I I can't say I stopped seeing myself as called because I knew I had a call on my life, but I started to feel like, well, who am I to be doing this? Who am I to have um, a series, a, a, a blog, a video series, a teaching series? Um, who am I? And I stopped doing what God called me to do. And it's so sad because so many times we let other voices infiltrate our minds and what God has told us to do. And we stop doing what God has called us to do. We stop pursuing the vision that God has given us based on what somebody else says to us, how other people make us feel and how um, other environments make us feel. And the truth is, we can't put that on anybody else. I know I hate it when I hear people say, oh, well, nobody else can make you feel anything. But the truth of the matter is. That is very real and that is very true. If you feel less than, if you feel insecure, it's a choice because other people can do things to try to make you feel that way. But it is your choice whether or not you accept their energy, their words um, and their intentions into your heart, into your mind and into your spirit. And so seeing all of that, I have no regrets because I do understand that that ministry would not have fit into my life the way my life is right now and that there was learning in that. But I'm also glad that I uncovered all of those efforts, all those videos, teaching series and all of that kind of stuff to remind me what God has given me and um, the gifts that I had then and the gifts that I have now. And the truth is there's no difference between the gifts I had then and the gifts I had now. The only difference is I'm listening to the voice of God and not the voice of my haters or the voice of other people who thought I was nobody. I'm listening to the voice of the God that's in me. And so I'll share this with you because I want to encourage us, you and me, to keep going, to keep pursuing whatever it is, whatever vision it is. And I know I said this on my 46th birthday wrap up, whatever your it is, pursue it and pursue it aggressively. Keep going on the vision that God has given you. It doesn't matter who else is doing it, who is doing it better than you, who is doing it bigger than you, who has a larger platform, who is more well-known. If you do it for five people, you keep doing it because God called you to do it. It's probably about two of y'all listening to my podcast right now, but the Lord told me to be consistent in it and to keep going. And so that's what I'm going to do because we don't know what tomorrow may bring. Tomorrow, the right door may open for you and you go from one follower to one million followers. And I mean, even that doesn't make a difference. 
if you change one life because of your obedience to God, it's worth doing. Whatever the case, keep going on the vision that God has given you because it doesn't matter what other people are doing. The other thing that we have to remember is to have the right mindset. I've been reading the book uh, Mindset by Carol Dweck, and she talks about having a growth mindset. And that means understanding that gifts and talents can be cultivated, improved, um, and and you can grow your gifts. I, I believe in perfecting your gifts. It's not that you have it and she doesn't or she has it and you don't. If God has called you and God has called each and every one of us to something, but I'm particularly speaking to uh, those preachers who get caught in, in the trap because you don't hoop, you don't close, you don't preach like this person or that person who has the large platform and the $1,500 to $5,000 checks every time they preach, they preach. You don't have to be like them. You got to be like you, okay? And you have to have a growth mindset and know that you can perfect your gift. I said to uh, a clergy friend yesterday that I personally believe that even when you don't have lots of opportunity to preach, you ought to be uh, preaching to the blades of grass, to the dog, to the bugs, to the spiders, to the squirrels, to whatever. If it means getting in your basement and preaching to yourself, you do it. But I just am so energized and renewed in my conviction that we have to keep going at whatever it is that God has called us to do, because we don't know at what appointed time God is going to elevate us and put us on in front of other people or use us in the lives of other people. I can imagine what I, I can't even imagine. Let me say that. I can't even imagine what Kerygma word would have been if I had kept going at the pace I was going before I let outside influences get me. And it's OK, because now I know to keep going in whatever God gives me today because I've learned the lesson. So I hope you, too. I hope that you hear this message. I hope that you see this message for those of you who are watching me. And I hope that you realize that you have to keep going in whatever it is that God called you to do. And guess what? Until next time, remember to write your life and live it. Thank you for joining us this week on the Kerygma Chronicles. You can also find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Just look for at Dr. Natasha Gadsden. If you love the show, please rate and subscribe so that we can continue to bring you fresh content. Thank you again for listening and I'll see you next week. Thank you.